This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. We're here, it's Monday, we're ready to get it popping. Shout out to my man Connie and the Tortoise Limit. You want a tournament this week? Two. Two. Two, two tournaments. Wow. wow, you had to crack. <laughs> I, I won two. Well, I oh. mean, I'm not going to say I won one when I won two. That's right, man. Puff your they're fucking very... chest out before we tell you tell everybody how much they were for. Yeah. They were, uh, I think, a total of $1,000. Okay. that's Hey. Hey, it's 1000 bucks, man. $1,000. You know, I'm out there just grinding these small stakes, you know, working on my game, building the bankroll. I'll be... I'll be ready for, you know, WSOP 2023. The problem is, is that you gave your results in dollar amount instead of number of buy-ins, right? Oh, like, yeah, if you say I won true. 13 buy-ins, yeah. well, hell, I mean, this might have been, what, a $5 tournament. This could be, like, 200 buy-ins. Mm-hmm. It was know? a $20 tournament. Okay. Um, they both were. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we're looking at. Well, one was a 30 Thirty dollar and one was a twenty. Okay, so like twenty buy-ins you picked up. Yeah, My yeah, man. twenty buy-ins, guys. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah, a are lot you, of buy-ins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna bring them to Connie's game? A lot of ROI. Hmm? You gonna bring them to Connie's game? Bring those buy-ins over to your you game? Bring I might. Game. I might. This kid doesn't even have anything going yet. He's already fucking chilling. I know. <laughs> you just wait, baby. You, you don't. <laughs> This is not what this is for. <laughs> Shout out my man Charlie in the chat. Hit us with a super chat. He said, nice hipster seltzer. Oh, man, it's right in the... Why didn't somebody tell me that was in the shot? Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I saw it like five minutes ago, and I meant to say something, and it slipped my mind, mm-hmm. and there it is. No, we're, we're very specific about our product placement around here. Where's that sulfur wide bottle at? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and head to the merch right store, pick right that here, right yeah. up. Look how beautiful that is. That's a good-looking yeah. bottle right there. I had an interesting weekend. Did you? I, well... <laughs> that's a that's a bit of an exaggeration maybe, maybe uh, a generous term Christian's DR Mamacita back in the chat mm. wow how weird Chris, Christian's DR Mamacita is in the chat and Christian's nowhere to be found mm-hmm. have they ever been in the room at the same time I don't have think we ever seen have. this uh, I'm, I'm starting to be sus man maybe Chin is the actual he is the Mamacita yeah. he always looks like he's typing over there when he's not in the chat yeah he, he's and he's, you know our, he's watching the chat. He's so our chat like, catfish. Yeah. That's wow. what's going on here. Oh my That'd be God. some shit. We so solved yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> no word from Christian. He's vanished again. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that the tunnel he was digging did not collapse in on him. Uh, but, you know, he had El Chapo with him, so I've, mm. he's in good hands. Uh, I was meant to go to a bachelor party this weekend, and uh, that didn't exactly go as planned. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not good with details. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I was telling Landon, uh, we, we were like discussing how ridiculous everything that had occurred was on Saturday night while I'm in LA and the entire bachelor party's in Santa Barbara. And I was explaining to him, you know, how ridiculous this is that I could be so dumb. And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's a once in a lifetime thing. I go, once in a lifetime with me it's just it's not i was like if if i can explain to you how many times i've done something like this so you flew into la right Mm -hmm. yeah okay so you flew into la burbank no lax lax and then uh the 
bachelor party was in Santa Barbara, Correct. which is about two and a half hour drive away, give or take. Two hours, 90 minutes without traffic. Oh, well, there's always traffic. Well, not at 11 p.m. <laughs> if you decide to really go I, for it. I want to know how you landed in L.A. Okay. What was the alternative? The can, you fly, like, can you fly into Santa Barbara? I could have flown from yes. Vegas to Santa Barbara, yes. Mm, so that's what you should have did. Well, yeah, if I had you know, known what the fuck was going on. How, how do you... I'm not, I'm not one for detail, okay? You have, a, you have a personal assistant, right? Well, which, what am I going to do? Add her to the bachelor party chat? <laughs> Probably should have, actually. No, I mean, I think... Yeah, I just figured she should, you know, she handles all your bookings and that kind of stuff, no? No, 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 because, like, here's the thing. This was, so Jeremiah Williams, uh, my apologies and congratulations at the same time, is getting married this fall. Uh, he's having his bachelor party in what I thought was L.A. and invited me maybe two weeks ago. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm in. You know, whatever, no big deal. Uh, happy to come. Then my house sold, like four or five days later. And I had two weeks to get out. And the last day to get out would have been Saturday, which was day one-ish of the bachelor party. Like they were all getting in Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. So you're Sunday. like, I'm not gonna be able to do this. So I was like, look, at best, I'm gonna be a game time decision. Right. But like, I'm probably like 30% to make it. That was on the back burner. Yeah, so now it's off my, it's off my plate, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well now, a week ago, my house doesn't sell and they rescind the offer, right? So now basically I have six days to plan this bachelor party. Well, mind you, I've been in this chat this entire time, and you know how group chats go. There's a thousand messages. I, uh, 1,608 and uh, 12 hours from right. you guys. Well, that, that's here that, hustler, there. that hustler stream was popping Friday, but we'll get to that in a little bit. It was wild. Uh, so I, of course, have not read any of these messages, and I'm certainly not gonna go back through and scan, but I'm also too embarrassed to just directly message Jeremiah and say like, hey, I don't want to be a pain in the ass, but like, give me the entire itinerary. Tell me where to be, what time to be. Like, I know you've probably discussed this at length, but I've been out for the last week and now I'm back in. So I just kind of hit him up and said like, you know, what time are you guys doing stuff Saturday and Sunday? And he, he just told me. He's like, we have a boat on Sunday at 7 a.m. Uh, and Saturday, um, we're fishing all day, but we'll get dinner and stuff in the evening. And all I knew of the party was that everybody was staying at the Ritz. And like, that was the big thing everyone was talking about. Like, get a room at the Ritz before they sell out. We're staying at the Ritz. We're staying at the Ritz. Well, you never knew it was at Santa Barbara? Never. Okay. Because, because like in my mind, it would all that, all those small like cities and stuff around LA, mm -hmm. that's just all LA to me. So like, I, I, like, well, I, I well, Santa Barbara is not around LA. Of it's, course not. It's two hours away. Right. But in my mind, I would think like, oh yeah, it's, it's close enough. Mm, how so? I just, I just don't know the geography. Oh, of, uh, yes. I'm also with you there. Right. So like when I thought, yeah. oh, okay, I'll, I'll fast forward really quickly and then come back. <laughs> when I found out it was in Santa Barbara at 9.30 PM in LA, I was just like, okay, no problem. We'll Uber to you. And he's like, we're two hours away. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's a problem now. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm with you. I also mm -hmm. don't know the geography of the coast all that well. Like everything is just LA, San Francisco, and then a bunch of cow patties in between. Yeah. Um, okay, so now back to the original. Everybody's just hyping up the Ritz thing, the Ritz thing, Ritz thing, right? And all I'm aware of is that there's a Ritz in downtown LA. Mm -hmm. So I assume that this has to be what they're talking about because why <laughs> would they get, why would they stay in the Ritz anywhere else? Like... Mm. Uh, 
and and I think, and this this isn't anybody's fault, but I think the initial proposition to me was, uh, hey, I'm having my bachelor party in LA. Do you want to come? And I could be misremembering. He very well could have said Santa Barbara, and I just equated it to LA because, again, like yourself, I don't know that there's much of a difference. Right. In any event, the whole time my brain was programmed to, uh, there's a bachelor party in LA. They're all staying at the Ritz, um, and there's a WPT going on. So like whatever. So the whole time Landon was supposed to be in and he got like lukewarm to the end. It was just like, eh, there's this WPT. I have all this other stuff going on in LA. Like I'm just going to be out. And I'm like browbeating him like, Hey, Jeremiah is uh, a very important person to your career. Like you guys are close friends. Like you absolutely have to go to this bachelor party. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, it's so easy. Like, let me handle all the details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's Yeah. And I'll scoop you, uh-huh. and you could just tag along with me. And so, like, I'm having this conversation. Mind you, uh, Landon knows it's in Santa Barbara the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Okay? So I had, I had exchanges with him where it's like, I land at 8. I'll pick you up at the, at the uh, hotel, and we'll Uber to them. And he never pushed back once. Like, mm-hmm. he was just like, okay, yeah. no problem. And at the same time, I'm having conversations with, like, Jeremiah, too, where I obviously think it's in L.A., and I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to him, I'm like, yeah, I know Landon's like kind of dragging his feet on this, but he just needs a push. Like, don't worry. What I'm going to do is I'm going to fly in. I'll grab him. And then we'll, we'll come to you. We should be there. Uh, <laughs> my last text to him was flight lands at eight should be there by 845. Nobody, nobody once checked me on it. It was just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, in Landon's defense, he might also think that Santa Barbara was closer than possibly realized. I, I mean, possibly. So what ends up happening is we Uber to the. Ritz Carlton in downtown LA. We're standing in the lobby and I'm texting the group and they're going, I don't see you. And I go, I don't see you either. Oh no. I go, Ritz downtown LA, right? And oh. they just reply with, oh no. <laughs> and Landon goes, I think they're in Santa Barbara. Landon goes, I think they're in Santa Barbara. I go, that's far. Like, I didn't know how far. I just knew like, you know, that's far. I was like, all right, we'll just Uber to them. And I look at the Uber and it's a two hour ride. And I go, guys, we're fucked. <laughs> I mean, if this is not a Berkey story, so, then I don't know what is. <laughs> so yeah, common. So it's just so common. I, I, I am so, it, it's funny because for how many areas of my life I'm uber disciplined and calculated and thoughtful about, when it comes to stuff like this, I'm insanely spontaneous go with the flow and very much not detail oriented Mm -hmm. and it fucks me so often Mm -hmm. like i just need somebody to plan these things out for me so that i can tag along that's where you're no no i need to i need to tag along (laughs) okay right because like had she planned this then like landon's obviously out because he's not gonna i mean unless she plans it for him too right but like you know a a Mm -hmm. part of this deal was that i was gonna have to handhold him to the bachelor party right right so I'm like, okay, we're going to make this work. There's a boat leaving at 7 a.m. <laughs> I was like, Jeremiah, we will be up at 4.30. Oh, man. And we will be Ubering to you. I'll see you at 7. I woke up at 8.45. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, we knew that was coming. I-, I think I could have made the same mistake, but I think what would have saved me is once they said it was at the Ritz, mm-hmm. my natural instinct would have been to say which one. Like, I would just assume that there's mul- that it's a giant metropolitan area that there's multiple Ritz. So I would say which one, hmm. and then that probably would have saved me. I wonder if there are. 
I've only ever. I mean, I, I, maybe there's not, but my mind would think. That I mean, the thing was. is, I don't know too many bougie people, so the only mm -hmm. bougie person I know, she would only refer to Ritz downtown LA. Mm -hmm. So in my head, that's the only Ritz. Like, like but obviously, like I would just think there's one in Beverly Hills. And yeah, they're probably one, right. Is. You know but, what I mean? But, yeah, but like I wasn't staying there, so it didn't matter. And they're all close enough. Like Beverly Hills isn't far from downtown oh, you LA. You weren't gonna stay at the Ritz. No. Okay. No. no. Yeah. Landon already had a place for WPT, so I was like, I'll just crash with him. And I couldn't yeah. understand. He was but like, I still want to know which one because you're going there. Right. But like, if I'm wrong, if it's the Beverly, like, say there is a Beverly Hills one and I think it's downtown LA, like, I can just clarify right before I Uber because they're a few miles apart. Right. When it's in Santa Barbara, however, I'm, it may as well have been a different state. Yeah. He may as well have been like, we're in Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Actually, that would have probably been easier to get to. Like in our current situation, there was probably a better chance that we would have been able to find like a midnight flight to Scottsdale <laughs> than some sort of way to get to. Probably. You're yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, apologies to the crew. I, I would have loved to have been there. Uh, and, and the other thing that, sorry, not to, I, I need to rant a little bit more. The other thing that fucked me in all of this is I could have just came Friday with like everybody else, mm -hmm. but I ended up having five showings yesterday. Or not yesterday, Saturday. And uh, they're all like, because of the dogs, somebody needs to kind of manage these showings. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, it's only me and Conrad home. I'm not going to put that burden on him. Uh, I have work to get done anyway. Yada, yada, yada. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm in LA. I was literally in LA for like 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I spent this, this, <laughs> this bachelor party cost me $800 to go to LA for eight hours. I was in the, I was in the plane for almost as long as I was in LA. You should have just went to like the bike and found a ten twenty game, got your money. There was a five K WPT. Yeah, you should have played that. Yeah, too. of course. <laughs> but I packed for one day. Yeah, but you can go. You can go shopping, grab a. Uh, you're in LA. You can go get sure. like you know. Somebody had to manage the pod. Look, yeah. nobody's fucking here, man. I know. Was I gonna leave it to you two? Obviously. Yeah. Would have got it popping. Obviously. You already know. We're talk about <laughs> I did run the scenario through my head where I played the WPT on Sunday, bagged, flew back here in the morning, did the pod with you guys, packed, made arrangements for you guys to do the pod over the next few days. Flew back. I was going to say, man, he's going to, he really doesn't trust us. He's flying back just to do the pod and then leave. Well, I would want to pack too. Yeah, you yeah, should have probably yeah. done that. Probably, but I also didn't have any money on me at all. So now oh. I had to borrow five, I, whatever. Like, of course I could have done it. Clearly I didn't want to play the fucking tournament. No, obviously. If I wanted to play the tournament, I would have found a way in, but <sighs> that was, that was my weekend in a nutshell. Well, that Fun sounds stuff. like a complete fucking waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I punted yesterday off because of it. Like, I got a good night's sleep. Obviously, I got a good night's sleep. I fucking slept in. <laughs> I slept three hours past my alarm. I mm. uh, got a good night's sleep. It's an hour and a half travel time tops. And I got back, and I was just like, I'm watching TV all fucking day. And I just watched alone until like 6 o'clock, and then went and played pickleball until I couldn't move anymore. Sounds like a great day. Yeah, it was a great day. It wasn't a great day. I, we have so much work to do. Speaking of work... The Academy still has one seat remaining. September mm -hmm. 8th to the 11th. We're going to get it popping here. That's going to be a Poker Out Loud style Academy. So if you guys are interested in that, head to academy.solveforwide.io. Uh, we're also going to give you guys in the chat uh, a list of commands that will help you get that information. As you can see, we are going to have uh, hashtag merch, hashtag academy, hashtag discord. Those are going to be your main call to actions. 
to get more information on what we want to give you. If you want to know more about the Academy, just hit that hashtag Academy. The merch shop is there as well. And of course, our Discord community is always welcoming. Uh, also, we have a new season of Poker Out Loud that's coming up September 12th. So the day after the Academy ends, uh, we've been kind of doing these funny bits from seasons past. Pigtails put one out. It's, it's kind of like uh, if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, the playbook. You remember the playbook. You don't remember the playbook? I never watched that show like you did. I mean, I've sporadically watched it. Mm, it's very good. I enjoyed it. But, it, was, you know. it was a thing Barney did uh, with, um, with like his dating or whatever. So like there were all these rules. Mm-hmm. So we made some like poker out. We made a poker out loud playbook with, uh, I believe this is rule number. I don't remember what I numbered it. Let's rule number something. Maybe he said something like he's protecting his flatting range with queens and jacks. Seems like not true. This doesn't make any real sense, to be honest with you. Like, what the fuck? Okay, Christmas sizes here. I don't think I'm very exploitable. Letting me show down this hand is very likely to be a mistake, but I guess we're gonna see. Yeah, I think that's an error by him. Important thing to remember is that from flop to turn, ranges change. Pardon my French, but when we start to bet, he just gets to fuck with us. Overpair. Just pick a size and do your thing. He never has his king. We have it all. So he's kind of fucked here. I'm so bad at the game. <laughs> Pro tip, make sure to look at your opponent's stacks prior to sizing bets. Man, I hope the mics were off. Yeah. Well, oh, we also, we also forgot to admit, if you put in hashtag Conrad's tab, uh, his tab will actually be deducted from your bank account automatically. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you forever did that. <laughs> On behalf of the owner of Conrad's tab, I would appreciate any and all donations coming your way. Uh, oh, they all made it to the chat now. All right, uh, getting, getting to uh, some of the, the bigger news and notes from the weekend. Uh, I want to talk about this ACR thing. So it kind of broke as we were going live uh, on Friday, and I decided to stick a pin in it till the uh, till the weekend passed, mainly because I think it's a bigger discussion to be had. Um, I think it got resolved relatively cleanly as far as things are concerned uh, with them canceling the event. But uh, just to give you guys a little bit of details of what happened, um, effectively, ACR canceled a... PKO, it was boss event number 56 and a $1.5 million guarantee. Uh, so I'm not sure how many flights it was, but they ran a few flights uh, with a bunch of people moving on into day two. And then three days prior to day two uh, firing off, while there were still more flights to come, they decided to cancel it. Um, now, apparently this was because of some sort of technical issue on, on ACR's end, with, which they weren't able to, be, uh, to fix. Uh, and we'll kind of discuss that a little bit moving forward, but um, to everybody who made day two, effectively they were in the dark as far as like what was going to take place as well as like why this tournament was canceled. And I think that there's a two-pronged conversation to have here. Uh, Number one, basically like how should these types of failures uh, within the industry be handled by said um, uh, entity? Like, what degree of communication do they owe the community? 
and then what's the best way for them to package it. And then the second piece of conversation is um, kind of uh, to, to what degree are we scrutinizing these failures from occurring, right? So like basically where do we draw the line at forgiving something like this versus uh, being up in arms, uh, you know, technical issues, whatever the case may be. But this was a guaranteed event that uh, without any explanation, it looks like they're canceling because they're not going to hit the guarantee. Now, uh, upon further inspections, it seems as though they were going to blow the guarantee out of the water. So I highly doubt that that had anything to do with it. Um, but a couple of people kind of chimed in. Um, so had being one of them saying like, can we all agree not to play ACR WPN until the answer for this? This is blatant theft. They've had 50 flights for this tournament. Wow, is 50 flights? I don't think it was 50. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure, but... That's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of flights, though. Yeah, it was a lot of flights. Okay, and then canceled it three days prior to before scheduling day two. Um, now, for what it's worth, like, at the point of that tweet, nobody knew anything, right? So uh, all we knew was that the tournament was canceled. Yeah. And I feel like that's insane. ACR is the number three operator in the world. Only behind Stars and GG. So it's like, it's pretty fucking wild to me that you would just press the pause button on something like this uh on a what 1.5 2.5 million guarantee 1.5 million guarantee you just decide like hey canceled just gonna put a pop-up message in the client yeah. for anybody who made day two and call it a day like yeah. that's insanity oh of course uh and, and like addressing it through email these days is email has become akin to snail mail right like it's non-responsive most people don't read it it's gonna get caught up in spam you're just not gonna get your message across social media is just way uh, wait hold on so let me get this right this yeah. happened and then they sent out emails to everybody i don't know that they actually did but i know uh, that that's like kind of been protocols in decades past i don't even want to say years past because it's so archaic to utilize that methodology like of right. course you should send the email but it should be like one of six responses that you potentially have right mm -hmm. so have the pop-up messaging send an email but you know we're kind of back to the days of yore where the town crier is the most important person when it comes to spreading news and that's how social media operates these days so i don't know if they were afraid of uh you know having a black eye by amplifying the message on social because shit does go viral or whatever but it just doesn't matter uh my my opinion of this is that you absolutely have a due diligence process that you need to follow to ensure that everybody across the board has some method of being informed. So if you're not on social, you got an email. If you don't pay attention to email, you got a message within the client. Like there has to be multiple layers in which this message can reach people. And the most insane thing to me of all is that ACR has multiple talking heads in the pros that they have between DePaulo, Guru, Ebony, um, Longcar, Boski, I'm sure I'm leaving others off that uh, can amplify this message. This has to go down the chain immediately. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care if you have a prepared statement. I don't care if you give them a loose statement to operate off of and, you know, whatever. But, like, you should have in your messaging to them. And I'm sure that they're in direct contact. Matter of fact, I know that they all, like, have a group chat or whatever. Like, there should be direct messaging of at XPM or XAM, whatever, your time, we are going to cancel this event. At that exact moment, I need you guys to be the leaders of this team, get the messaging out that this is the recourse we're taking, 
This is the compensation we're offering. And this is exactly why it happened. Even if that why is very general of like, we had technical difficulties that we won't be able to overcome. So unfortunately this tournament cannot run. That's fine. And I thought Guru actually did do a great job of messaging there, uh, especially in a way where it doesn't look like it was copied and paste. Mm -hmm. uh, Good. For what it's worth, it seems like this, to me like this was a very uh, one, two, three situation. Like the tournament got canceled and so have uh, tweeted no. about it. No? No, because Victoria was one of the first ones to tweet about it. And when did she say that? Uh, it looks like a full day prior. So her tweet is August 25th says newbie question is this normal for acr and then she posts a screenshot of the we're sorry for the inconvenience but due to technical issues the following tournaments are participating and have been canceled your account has been credited according to our terms and conditions that is incomplete and unacceptable oh, yeah absolutely yeah. that's very right very like to expect somebody to scroll through your tocs and you know just pray that they you're find, doing them yeah. correctly right yeah. is is absolutely maddening so now the following day uh so have kind of generates a lot of uh a, a lot of feedback you know he's a big enough voice that it gets amplified through him right yeah. and he's also just like very crass in his messaging like he's okay with turning this into an attack versus acr yeah and rightfully so because That's at awesome. that point they're just not messaging well enough to the community like you can't just say uh according to our tocs you'll be given some amount of money mm -hmm. right because nobody's going to go and look at the tocs and we don't know that you're not stealing in that instance and that's kind of what Sohab was accusing them of, of like, look, uh, you know, if you just give everybody back buy-ins, then that means that ACR is just recouping infinite money here. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the field is effectively down to 15, 20%, 25%, whatever. Like, you yeah. know, they're taking all this money and that needs to be answered for. So I think Guru did a really good job. Uh, he basically said, I don't assume, I don't I'm not sure why people assume robbery when ACR fucks up. Okay, first, I, I would poke holes in that. The reason you assume <laughs> it is because there's no clarity otherwise, yeah. right? Um, he said, you do realize us team pros behind the scenes 100% are on your side, and we're always suggesting things to help the situation. Here's what happened and what's to follow. The tournament was canceled due to an error that, uh, that was not fixable. Trust me, they tried. Loads of team pros also made day two. When things happen, they look to us for advice for further compensation. Below is what we comped. Um, according to the terms and conditions, all remaining prize pool money from the final, uh, sorry, from all the finished flights will be chopped by chip count for players that made it to day two uh, and keep their own bounty. So the only thing that's a little unclear to me there is, um, well, there's two things that are unclear to me. So he says they keep their own bounty. Does that mean he keeps that, that they keep whatever they've accumulated in bounties as well? I would assume so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it have to. I, I be. would assume that. Yeah, I would assume that, but you know, I yeah, would state it, I would state your, it more clearly. Yeah, 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 keep it on your own bounties definitely means. That. Okay. That can't mean anything. I, I would state that a little bit more clearly, but that's fine. Uh, the other thing would be, uh, it says it's cho chopped by chip count, and to me, that's not clear if it's an ICM chop or if it's a chip chop, uh, chip count chop. I would I would default to um, just a straight chip chop. Can't that, you can't. No, but I'm saying when I read that, yes, when I that's read, exactly, exactly what I think. I, I, I see that and I'm like, okay, that means it's, it's, just, it's not an ICM chop at all. Right. So I agree with you. And I think that that's why that, that needs to be made more clear. Do we know what it was? Uh, I think later he clarified that it was an ICM chop. Okay. But see, so I would, I would, yeah, that wouldn't have been clear to me at all. Right. And I think that that's important to get right because now if you're the chip leader of the event 
and you get like you know half as much as you were expecting because you have five percent of the chips in play mm-hmm. so you're expecting five percent of the remaining tr- prize pool like obviously that's not okay um so yeah i think it's like very important to uh explain that it's an icm uh chip chop or, or or sorry an icm chop and you know what goes into that calculation um and then the final final thing he said and uh i think this is important is that additional compensations are the day two players will get a 215 dollar ticket which equates to 130k in loss for acr fine you know it's a nice gesture i don't think that's that's that meaningful um i think this is a little bit more so meaningful though he says day two players will be registered into a new tournament uh with no chip carryover exclusively for day two players with 100k guarantee this is not a replacement tournament this is a compensation tournament for those who are affected uh i would have liked to have seen them just combine the two make it a 250k guarantee uh and then you know basically maybe pay out a quarter of the field, half the field, whatever. Which is running right now if you actually were part of this. Actually, it is. yeah. It just started. You know what? Maybe I take that. Maybe I take back what I said because that's not fair to people who don't get messaged too quickly enough. Right? Because I'm saying, like, instead of giving them a 215 ticket, uh, put all that money into the, into the tournament, let them play it out. Yeah. But maybe that's fucked up because there's going to be it, then, 5%, yeah. 10%, maybe 30%. I don't know. Right. I don't know what their email open rate is. I don't know how many people are on social versus aren't. Um, you might have to do it like two weeks later. Like that's e- even the then, best. you're still just always going to have people who don't play the, the free roll. Yeah, and you so give them the ticket, out. then they can just use it. Exactly, well. exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, all in all, I think that this was ultimately handled pretty well. And uh, for anybody who knows, I, I'm highly critical of ACR. Uh, so I do think that, you know, the steps that they took thereafter are pretty good ones i haven't looked into this deeply enough to know if there's like some little backdoor thing that i'm not paying enough attention to that maybe acr made out like a bandit on uh that's unfair to the players but at the surface level it looks great it seems like they did a yeah it seems job. like they did a pretty good job um i think that uh again checking something really quickly to make sure i don't say something that's incorrect um but again, like from the messaging standpoint, I think that this is absolutely critical to get ahead of and to have your ambassadors be the mouthpiece to reach your community. This is effectively what you hire them for, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm scrolling through ACR's page now, uh, and granted I'm only a day and a half back, but I don't see anything that indicates they put this message out themselves. And I think that that's probably a pretty big problem. They should probably be blasting that. Yeah. Like, it should be an everyday thing until that tournament happens. Yeah, so it looks like all they did really was retweet my tweet saying that this was a, a well-handled response. And then they retweeted all of their ambassadors putting out the same message, including Guru and Longcar. Um, I, I don't think that that's very fair, though. Because there's just going to be a lot of people who solely follow, follow the ACR account and nobody else, or like none of the ambassadors or whatever. Um, so, I, I, you know, if you're going to market, if you're going to utilize a, a channel such as Twitter as a marketing feed, then it should also be utilized as uh, a transparency feed, right? Like, this is where you go to apologize. This is where you highlight the things that you're doing for retribution. Uh, this is where you kind of 
take one on the chin and say like, look, it's more important to us that we get the message out to our community than it is to save face. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't necessarily see that. So like, if I do have one criticism, I would say that that's still lacking. And that's all that really matters in these spots because on the surface level, what the community should take this as just looking at it happening is another MGM situation. Or not, sorry, not MGM situation. Um, uh, another hustler situation right. where they just flat out cancel a guarantee once the tournament's already started, right? And that's obviously super shitty. Um, well, at least ACR went about it the right way. Seems like hustler did not. Well, there's two, two things taking place. One, it doesn't seem like ACR canceled for guarantee purposes, which Hustler clearly did. Yeah, yeah. And two, I would argue that they both handled it the same. They both waited to message to the community until well, uh, after there was massive backlash. Okay, maybe, yes. I mean, but in like the making up to the community part. I mean, they kind of did the exact same things. What did they do? Hustler did the same thing, right? They, uh, they let the day two players play it out. Uh, for the current prize pool as it was. And then they took like 100,000 uh, of additional benefits and they, they promised 50,000 to go to a future tournament. And then another, I think they added, 50, like it worked out that they added like 50K to the day two players tournament. Okay, I didn't know that. Right, so okay. effectively it's the exact same. They basically gave the equivalent of a buy-in back to everybody who made day two, which is very similar to what ACR did by giving the 215 ticket. And then they're guaranteeing that they're going to put another 50K towards uh, a future tournament, which will then add value to basically everybody who played the event should they choose to return. Okay. Um, so, did you uh, see something about um, something happening on Ignition, like a, a tournament canceling? Somebody messaged me about it, but I have no idea what they were talking about. I wonder if it was a day two type thing. I'm not sure if Ignition even has. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm also uh, not certain. If anybody in the chat knows anything about that, let me know. I mean, Landon would probably know. <laughs> he's on the slots side. Yeah, right. he's, <laughs> he's in the slots department. <laughs> he doesn't do anything about poker. Right? No, that's true. So when, that's we didn't true. talk to him about fucking buffaloes on <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> or something like that. We'll, we'll hit up Landon. We need a fucking high, uh, ah, what do you call that? High limit slot fucking run from Landon. We deserve mm. that as people. Yeah. Like, we need to watch him miserable <laughs> hitting the button for, like, five hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> miserable? Okay. You ever been in the, in the fucking blue zone, man? There's nothing miserable about yeah. it. What's the blue zone? When you just get, like, hypnotized by the, the slot, like, the gamification of the slot. I've never even, like, had a degen moment at a slot machine. Well, yeah. well get started. You'll never leave. <laughs> Look at Brian. He's like, I it's love a science. Slots. Bro. Yeah, let's get right in there. No, I'm a video poker guy. Did you yeah, have a I don't like slots. slots. Slots are too hard to win. No. Video poker, you're at least going to, like, you know, uh, get a lot of your money back. Uh, no, the only slots I ever messed around with was we used to go to Niagara Falls. Um, oh, we played the Mega Millions. Yeah, we right? would play or like the Mega Bucks, whatever it was. Whatever the $100 slots were, we would pour our money. Oh, yeah. And, and we, just, we would just fire there. But, fire like, like, 10 pools. Honestly, if you're, if you're not the one pulling, you don't get locked in, <laughs> right? You just like sweat the outcome. Mm -hmm. It's the person who's pulling that feels like they're playing the video game of like, okay, on the next one, it's going to happen. And then the next, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird science to say the least. Um, but yeah, in any event, uh, I, I do think that, um, well, I think the bigger conversation to be had that, that I was kind of alluding to earlier is that this stuff is going to continue to happen. Yeah, of course. Right? So, uh, 
I guess first and foremost, like, and I don't know the answer to this, but this strikes me as something that doesn't really happen on the bigger sites like GG and Stars. I don't recall any instances of of this type of stuff happening, at least not to a degree where they didn't message it perfectly right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Do they have it better in servers and stuff? I assume. Well, like, I'm sure Stars has the like the best of the best. I mean, as like, far as like the top three go, ACR obviously has the biggest issues when it comes to uh, you know, crashing and. Yeah. Maintenance, whatever. ACR is down a lot. And I'm saying a lot relative to GG and Stars, not a lot relative to all of online poker. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm sure it's not down necessarily more than a lot of the other smaller sites. Um, but as far as like American facing software, ACR for sure has some of the most problems. Uh, the regulated sites are almost never, if ever, down. Uh, I feel like this, is, this has happened like years ago on like either full tilt or star like i feel like i'm being in a situation where the, the tournament got canceled and they had to divvy it all out yeah like the chips all out so i mean i'm sure it's head it has I, it's happened. for sure happened it's right. all about response i think right. in my opinion yeah, yeah, yeah um and i think that this is a good opportunity to just basically uh have two things happen number one make the operator incredibly aware how much we value messaging mm -hmm. and transparency and then number two make the consumer insanely aware of what the TOCs are in these particular instances yeah. so that you have some level of expectation. It's like a protocol, right? It's just like, yeah. just, just have like, okay, well, if this happens, then this is the response. Right, and assumedly the TOCs cover that, but who's... Who's reading the TOC? Right. Like, who's right. doing that? So it's, yeah. But the answer is somebody should, right? Like, there should be one lawyer with a passion for poker who's gone through ACR's TOCs and has a short list of like, these are the things that you should be hyper aware of, of how they could fuck you. And these are the things that you should expect in situations where you feel like you might be able to get fucked, but they mm -hmm. actually are, are taking care of you, right? Do we know exactly why the tournament went down? No, they just said technical issues that yeah. were beyond repair. Could, so it could have been anything really yeah. on their end. Uh, it sounded like from some of the conversations being had on Twitter that they made a call of either this one or the... Was it the 630, 630 yesterday? 2.5 mil. Yeah. Maybe. So they basically had to make a decision of which one to sacrifice. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. But maybe not, though, because in my opinion, if that were the case, then you just sacrifice the one that hasn't started yet. Is no, it, no, no, no. They, they were both running. Oh, okay, okay, like okay. They, they had multiple flights throughout I see, the I month see. or whatever the fuck they did. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that's actually accurate or not, but like that was kind of some of the commentary that was being passed along on, on Twitter. Um, Oh no, DePaul is in the chat. Yep. He's tell been. us, tell us, DePaul. Tell no, us. He everything. said everything was accurate. He, he, he said, said everything so far. was accurate so yeah, far. And then he said, um, well, that's disappointing. He'll come on, he'll come on tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, you know, he loves <laughs> to talk to you and, you know, he loves being on the pod. Mm -hmm. You know what? I could use a day off. Let's have you on, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Ryan, it's just me and you. We're going to talk about Birkin. Yeah, wow. let's, let's, let's go ahead and do it, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think that, like, Look, online poker is not going anywhere in the near future. Uh, my, I guess my prospects of it long term aren't all that high. But uh, in any event, like we're going to continue to play. And ACR is uh, one of the few major sites available to the U.S. So I do think that this is pretty critical that we scrutinize them heavily. Um, at least on these scenarios where we have some level of understanding and control. Like, we don't know what the fuck's going on at the security level, so it's difficult to just say, like, oh, that site's infested with bots. Like, don't put, prove it, right? 
I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just saying, like, prove it. Like, the proof is on you now as the consumer to kind of, like, the, you know, demonstrate that uh, these accusations are even remotely true. But when a tournament gets canceled, the burden of proof is now on them, mm -hmm. right? They need to demonstrate why they are acting against uh, a written guarantee and what they plan to do to compensate for it. So all in all, uh, just, just to stick a pin in this, I do think it was ultimately handled well, um, but I think that the initial response was slow and drastically lacking. That pop-up message is nowhere near enough. Never, ever, ever just say like, according to our TOCs, this will be the retribute, or yeah. th this is what you should expect, and then not even list what the ex expectations are, right? Not like... The, the message was not clickable, so it's not like you could just go to the TOCs. At least link them to the part of the TOCs <laughs> that says like what, what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. uh, but then secondarily, it, doesn't, it didn't go into any details like what they could expect or in what manner. Like You need to know that you're going to get paid out in a timely manner. right? Like What if some of these people were counting on this money to grind? Like That's a big portion of their role or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it kind of just falls back on them because the messages, I'm sure, come pouring in. Right. Like they get the live chat. I'm not sure if they still have it, but they have yeah. a live chat. And, and you're going to get that regardless, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but a fast response time with ample outlets to message correctly will reduce the amount of noise that you're getting from the general public, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, c customer service in this instance is always going to be a fucking nightmare. You're dealing with a, a large crowd of people that are angry. And no matter what you do, they're not going to suddenly become happy. Right, you're just trying to get them to a neutral state. I, I think they um they responded well after. Agreed. You know, I just think it was very really very job. low, or, or sorry, very slow. Yeah. Um, Which, but you know, we'll work with them. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. As long, I mean, they made up for it. It seems gave some compensation for it, so that's that's a step in the right direction. Compensation is nice. Compensation is nice. Um. Okay, before we, before we move on, uh, I just want to make an announcement today. Uh, we're trying something a little bit new with our Discord community. Uh, so in the past, uh, the masterminds have all been led by uh, the coaches of Solve for Why, and we do them once a month. Generally, we go over more broad topics of conversation like uh, psychology or uh, game flow, things of that nature. Um, I really want to try to find ways to bring the community in and get them more involved in the study process. Uh, as well as amplify some of the voices there that are putting in some of the hard work. So today, uh, one of the members of our Discord community, Mr. Sushi, he is going to be leading a mastermind. He's going to go over uh, his personal methodology of study, and he's going to be examining two spots to demonstrate uh, how this methodology works in motion. So uh, he's basically going to look at single raise pots, button versus big blind, button versus small blind, and he's going to demonstrate uh, the protocols that he utilizes in order to study these spots. If you guys are interested in participating, that's going to be live at 2 p.m. Pacific. So right after the podcast, uh, you can go ahead, go ahead and hit hashtag discord for the link to join. This is free for all. Uh, the replay will be available on Sulfur YTV for anybody who's interested. I'll be moderating, uh, ensuring that it is a good, constructive atmosphere. Um, the plan of attack, as far as structure goes, is he's going to kind of walk through some spots for a period of time, call it 20 or 30 minutes, and then break for uh, discussion purposes. We'll probably go through that until the topic is exhausted. So uh, really looking forward to um, moving ahead in this more collaborative way. 
really appreciate Sushi for being the tribute, volunteering his tribute uh, <laughs> to be the first one. So shout out to him. Yep. Um, again, that's hashtag Discord, Discord if you guys want the uh, link to get involved. All right, Melissa, you're here. We'll give you your props. <laughs> Our one and only Melissa, one and own, one and only, one and only, one and only. Melissa has been in LA for far too long at this point. Seems like weeks. Uh, Feels like weeks. Way, way too long. Uh, the podcast needs you. I don't know what you're doing. Still there. You're no longer in the tournament. You've been ejected. Uh, <laughs> please, please get your ass back here. Landon doesn't need a babysitter. He's out living the glam life. Land, Landon is a socio sociolite now. He really so, is. Sociolite? Yo, He's a, uh, what's the right word? No. So, social, socialite. Socialite. There you yes. go. Yeah. You're close. Uh, yeah. right, right Yo, in what'd you do to... You fucking... You blackballed us. Who? Blackballed us. What are you talking about? Melissa can't even get a seat on Max Payne Monday. Oh, that's... Damn. <laughs> I didn't do that. She did that. <laughs> so Shimi's already in. I, I mean... They, uh, they don't want the beef. I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't want the beef. They want the fish. Melissa, you don't understand... <laughs> <laughs> She's saying, giving me shit for being gone and Chin's gone two and a half months. The double standards. Really, Melissa, you don't understand. You're a more impart, important role to this. Chin lifts right out. Lifts right out. You know, just gone. He's gone forever. It's fine. You, however, you are what the show is built around. Is this working? Do you think this is working? Would this work if this were you? <laughs> What's different? What is different? What is different? <laughs> what is different? <laughs> So what is different is uh, Melissa was hosting it live at the bike uh, for their Helm Youth Week. I'm so sorry you had to endure that, Melissa. <laughs> uh, fortunately, none of your Helm Youth uh, interviews seem to have made it to air, as far as I can tell. Uh, we've only seen so far her interviewing Chance, Chance and Garrett. Yep. So she just gets to interview the good players, apparently. It's mm -hmm. must-see viewing, I think, to watch the Helm Youth Persons reunion. And, and I get a front-row seat, so I'm pumped about it. So you have a sort of long-standing history with Live at the Bike. You played on here years ago, and you've kind of rose up the stakes. How is it being in this new setting, in this bigger game with all these names, and how's it, how's it feel to have that transition? For sure. You know, I've said it before, but uh, my career trajectory over the past half decade plus is very surreal. You know, like I started playing Live at the Bike, I guess, about five, six years ago, uh, and to think, you know, now I'm sitting here, you know, with Phil Hellmuth and, and Eric and, you know, we're about to play this huge game. It's, uh, it's very humbling and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, let me. It's must-see viewing. Let I think, me for, ask you guys. Do you think Melissa was more starstruck of Garrett or he was pretending to be more starstruck of Hellmuth and Eric? <laughs> it's close. Yeah. It's close. It's close. Yeah. They were both mm -hmm. landed on pretty thick. Pretty, pretty thick. Yes, yep. Yeah. yeah, she uh, seemed to be enjoying the interview. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jokes aside, uh, I think you did a great job. Obviously, yes, um, sure. the, the Live at the Bike stream was very, very, very different than the High Stakes Week on Hustler. Uh, it was largely unwatchable for me the first two days, watching Helmut sit there with 19 big blinds and... Uh, pretend like people should give a shit. Uh, I was kind of glued to it on Friday, though. You're not the only one. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, so, the, uh, I mean, there were a few reasons. One, Hustler hadn't started yet, which is very sharp by yeah. bike. Um, two, 
they brought in Platt and Maria for commentary, and I, I greatly enjoyed both of their uh, interactions with, with both the, the game and the chat. Um, but most importantly, uh, I think that it was... I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it was. I, I think it was... I wanted to see how absurd Helmuth was willing to get around his peer. Like, how much was he willing to embarrass himself? <laughs> in front of people that he considers to be peers of the game, like like um, Eric, Eric, Garrett. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Eli was in the game, right? So, Alezra buys it for 50k, goes broke and quits. Uh, Garrett is sitting with like a half a billion, a billion dollars. <laughs> Casino Eric buys in for like half a billion dollars. Uh, you know, uh, Eric Hicks buys in for six figures. So, uh, also. Um, I can't believe I left out Bill Klein. Bill Klein buys it for 100K. Everybody's sitting deep. Everyone. And Helmuth, at one point in time, actually had $1,000. He had $2,400 in front of him after he more than doubled up in a hand. They were playing 100, 200, sometimes 400, 800. This man had... Three blinds? He had a 510 buy-in in front of him. <laughs> and was like acknowledging it. And like, I, I honestly, it was no, like, he, it was like say, he was under contract to do it. It doesn't matter, man. We can say whatever we want. You know, he could sit there with $100, $200. The man won $30,000 somehow. Who fucking cares? That's no, <laughs> that's literally no money. It's, it's literally no money in that game. Like, oh, I won less than a buy-in in a one-two-four game. Listen, like, man, he's who like, cares? he's like seventeen out of nineteen Don't on live care. streams. I, look, he is the goddamn best, and you're just gonna put some respect on his name eventually, man. You're just gonna I refuse. Have to. I, I absolutely refuse. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I like him as a human being. Uh, I, I loathe him as. Well, here's the thing. Actually, I, I should be very clear. Uh, I don't loathe him in any capacity. Uh, I love. I like Helmuth the person. I love Helmuth the character. Uh, that he's he's built i just don't like the mechanics around said character like i don't like how arrogant he is over something that at this point in time is barely qualified as talent i don't like how <laughs> well, I mean, how can you not qualify as talent because we know what talent is now like we're able to measure it i mean if a man hits fucking 500 or, or let's say let's say yeah fine if somebody hits 500 in baseball for a year they, for a year, Conrad. For he's a been year. doing it for like 19, bro. No, stop that. Yo, 1981. He was like mm -hmm. the fucking champion. That was the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it the other day. He won fucking the Live at the Bike fucking classic in like 1989. He never won the Live at the Bike classic. Eight, 1989? No, he didn't win it. He got second. Uh, all right, well. Uh, anyway, you know, he's got second in fucking 2018 in Legends. Like, the man is just a goat, man. Like, he's just the best. Look. I'm not trying to dampen what he's done in his career. I do agree with you that there was a period of time where he was probably one of the best, if not the best players in the world. But that time has come and gone. So all I'm asking, and I know I'm not going to get it, but all I'm asking is for him to be somewhat self-aware. How? He just wins all the money. No, he doesn't. He, yo, 30000 no, a day is, makes the plane go away. He does not win 30000 <laughs> He just doesn't win thirty thousand a day. That's the thing. You want to know what you want to know his plus minus was coming into Friday? <laughs> he was up eighteen hundred dollars for the week. Yeah, for the week. Now, Play, playing guess, fifty a hundred every day. I almost won that playing twenty dollar tournament this week. <laughs> but he was he was just setting up for his time. 
And then he got fucking aces and kings back to back hands. Yeah, right, literally. Right. That's all it takes. It's literally that's what he you got count on. Aces it. and kings back to back hands. He got full doubles from Klein. Yeah, so and he cools out. and he cools off a guy who's like never gonna give him action otherwise. It's not hard to get a full double when limping is <laughs> you're all in. <laughs> Yo, it was so crazy. He had eighteen hundred dollars in front of him. He just gets Sick. stacked, buys in for ten, and just immediately aces, kings. <laughs> and Helmuth limps from middle position. He's all in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, but in any way, in any event, uh, I I couldn't turn away. Honestly, you want to know when I turned it off? When he actually had forty thousand in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sad. I just didn't care anymore. Uh, I didn't, well, I I was kind of like watching to see if like he could get felted, but the game was playing so so small and so tight that I just knew there was no chance. This man was denying straddles. He's just like, no, yo, abso like, absolutely not. Is there being a host of the game and saying no, you can't do straddles? And then the moment he said that, he put the fucking straddle on. With like 12 big blinds behind. No, 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 no. That, that was early in the session. He said it's not a mandatory straddle. Like he was emphatic that it was not going to be a mandatory straddle. Well, they were trying to do a straddle for a round. Right. And, and he, he had... was basically trying to poo-poo that. But to play along, like he was willing to straddle once. And honestly, like when you're short stacked, it's, it's not that terrible. Like you just get to be all in a lot. But it's yeah. terrible for him because he's not going to be all in a lot. Is, is there not? You just get the rip. <laughs> Wait, but is, is there not a minimum buy-in to this game? Yeah, it was yeah. 10K, which is 50 big blinds. <laughs> And he bought it for ten, and then just like bled it down to literally like twelve hundred dollars or eleven hundred dollars or some shit like 10K. that. Okay, see that it should never be fifty big blinds. No, like, not not on a stream in this type of game where it's fifty big blinds, but it's not because the game plays way bigger. Yeah, it's just like, Phil's game. You can do what he wants. Yeah, I know. You know? But it should just be like, listen, it's fifty thousand dollars. That's the minimum if you want to play. If not. Get the fuck out on your own, on your own stream. <laughs> I mean, this was his stream. He made this. He made this his stream. So I don't feel real. I honestly don't feel bad about firing these shots because apparently uh, Vertucci, the the king of drama, had him on his show yesterday, and that's podcast is going to launch today. I'm sure we'll have a reaction to it tomorrow, but. Uh, the the early heads up was that he kept referring to me as delusional Berkey, which <laughs> I just pray somehow leads to us getting to sit heads up a thousand big blinds deep playing cash someday. Never, never, no, no, obviously no shot. But like at this point, like, I mean, maybe, but the stakes would be like ten cent, twenty cent. <laughs> You'll get a thousand big blinds heads up. Let's go, man. What's the smallest uh, I would play him deep stacked? I. He's so tight. I, I think it would. I, I think the smallest I would ever play him, uh, like thousand big blinds deep, would be twenty five fifty. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe ten twenty, ten twenty five. No, nah, if I could win fifty k off of him, like yeah. I would, I would play it. But like playing ten twenty, twenty k deep, where like you're never stacking him, it'd be oh, miserable. It'd be such a grind. Just, just to grind him all the way down, then him just cool you off and get it all. Oh, <laughs> no, no. You gotta hear about how he's the best in the world. No, no, no. That's he's like, I knew it. I knew. Yeah, I no, know. I got, I got a plan. <laughs> I got a plan. I'm not gonna lose that no, all. In. I, no, I have a way better plan than that. That's why I want it to be 2550 because I want the money to matter. I'm gonna grind them down to like eight thousand dollars and just fucking quit. Just quit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna quit. I, I'm yeah. I would just like set minimums mm -hmm. where it would just be like, how how much do you have? You have a hundred blinds. I'm done. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm just done. <laughs> Yo, that would have been fucking great mm. if like. Garrett just stopped and was like, man, I'm not playing anymore unless you add on. Not even Garrett, Eric. 
And fucking Eric would have done that. If both Eric's would have. Yeah, that would have been fucking goat shit. Fucking yeah. like, I'm not, we're not doing this, Phil. Imagine You're all this a shit. fucking mutiny on his, own, on, his on his own stream. Bro, how, <laughs> That'd be how, how incredible would it have been if oh. the day that they're trying their hardest to like neutralize their, their competition with the, the hustler, uh, and the one day that they get Garrett as the draw or whatever, how amazing would it have been if Klein... Casino Eric and Eric Hicks, <laughs> you know, the three guys who have the absolute most pool were just like one orbit in looking at Helmuth going like, are you, are you going to buy in deeper? And he just goes, no. And they just go, we're not playing. And they just suddenly don't have a stream. God. Until Helmuth either gets up or buys in deeper. That would be so amazing. That would be, that's must-see TV, yes. man. Well, yeah. That's fucking must-see right? TV But they right keep there. the cameras, they keep a, keep mics on everything so you can hear what's going on, hear them arguing, trying to get, you know, put more money. Like, we're not playing. We're not yeah. going to play. Like, and everybody's just watching, waiting for the hands to be dealt out. But like, It's mm -hmm. just sitting there like as if they're having technical difficulties. Yeah. That would be so <laughs> fucking incredible. Because like, then they have to put some pressure on this guy. I mean, this is the thing, like, uh, you know, the hustler response to running this high stakes week or whatever was kind of a fuck you to Helmuth choosing bike over them. But he did them a favor. He oh. did them the biggest oh, favor in the sure. world. There's no way they get 16,000 viewers each day if Helmuth is the fucking draw sitting with no money in front of right. him. Right? Like it just doesn't happen. The games wouldn't be big. Uh, Keating is 100x the draw that Helmuth will ever be in live stream games from now until eternity. There's nothing that will change mm -hmm. that. Right? So the, it's funny because you... Like, Helmuth is at, like, kind of almost, like, at a crossroads where it's, like, his ego and the, the money that he's, his, like, his risk aversion and his ego are at a crossroads, yeah, right? It's end. like, yeah, it's just like, That's well, why I have such a problem with him. Right. Right? It has nothing to do with the fact that I don't think he's a great poker player. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with the fact that, like, he disrespects people that are so much better than him in the game and doesn't treat them as peers. And at the same token, has this, like weird unabashed ego about him mm -hmm. in a situation where he's completely well, unwilling to put his money where his mouth is. But his ego is. has to be damaged after this week. The, pr the problem. I mean, the problem what do you is mean? he won 35,000. Yeah, no, yes, no, he's to go and he won 35,000. No, I, I don't mean uh money-wise. I mean the viewership, right? No. He looks at the it looks no. at like he's getting crushed. He obviously He knew even... that was going to be the case going in. He was positive he, he knew that. Like he's leaning okay. into the fact that live at the bike is meant to be on TV. And he thinks that a television audience is much more powerful. So he, so he thinks he, it doesn't matter about the viewership on YouTube. Right. He's going to get those viewers back Correct. on TV. Correct. Well, to him, it's more prestigious. Right. Listen, you more just said right, he yeah. doesn't respect peers that are better than him in the game. The problem is there is nobody better than this man so in much. the game. You know? <laughs> so like, who the fuck is going to show respect to him? He's just the Don Juan. He's the white magic. Hey, he is the goddamn It's, it's nice to see Chin got out of the tunnel. It's fucking Phil. Welcome back, Chin. Welcome back, Chin. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Someone had to play that role. Yeah, I don't get Chin's it. Chin's not here. So... I, I really don't get it, but... Um, <laughs> I, what do you mean you don't get it? The man just wins. Like he does just win. He just wins. He like really he does say all this win. shit, but he's like had like every time he's just on the stream. All right, guys, I'm just gonna leave. Do you him. think the greatest? The guy, do you think the greatest poker player in the world is winning ninety percent of his sessions or sixty percent of his sessions? Listen, I ain't got time to answer all this shit. All I know <laughs> is Phil. Guapo, <laughs> mute his mic. <laughs> Mike. Let's let's put an end to this fucking nonsense. Okay? Uh
<laughs> so yes, uh, wrapping this up, that's, that's ultimately where I take issue with him, is that his ego drives all of his... Uh, I think Phil is a good person. I think Phil is a good poker player at the end of the day. Those two things, you can, you can stamp, put an iron stamp on it. Like I believe those two things to be true. His ego, however, contradicts both of those things. He puts himself into battles that he can't win, and he does really shitty things to the community that supports him, like selling to a high roller that he's negative 30% in at 1.6x markup, right? Like, thank God he didn't actually sell out because people were getting sharper. But like, you know, it's impossible not to police that stuff. And when you start to police that stuff, then you create this dynamic that him and I have going now where I just have to say he stinks. <laughs> I, I have no choice. I just, uh, maybe I'm delusional. The markup, uh, the markup thing's no good. It's, it's beyond, yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, we can have as many conversations as we want about selling celebrity and all this other stuff, but there has to be a fucking line. There just has to be a line where it becomes so egregious. We're not, we're not slow to call out a Grant Cardone type who's, like, selling real estate uh, to a bunch of dummies who want to get rich quick right? Mm -hmm. It's no different here. Uh, I mean, you know, Grant Cardone is famous for being an entrepreneur and like all this other shit. Phil Hummuth is famous for being a world-class poker player 20 fucking years ago. Uh, I mean, I stop mean, it. I <laughs> just fucking stop it. Stop it. I mean, I mean he's still winning bracelets. Just, uh, you just look at the fucking numbers, man. I also think that like, uh, I think this is an opportunity lost too for uh, the bike in the scenario that like, well, I got to know those guys pretty well over the last few months. I, I think that uh, they, they have an idea of like where they want to go, but the vision doesn't seem all that executable at the moment. Like they still th feel it, it feels like they're still throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks, right? And a lot of throwing that shit against the wall to see what sticks is this notion of contrived drama, right? So when uh, Ginge and I were playing on there, they like provoked Ginge to create this fake rivalry out of out of him and mm -hmm. it was blindsided to me i had no idea what was going on jen just starts attacking me on twitter i'm like what the fuck is going on like we're i'm having him on poker allowed in two weeks and <laughs> it was, I, I was confused about that because i right i you know I, I wasn't really following it and i was like wait these guys are like kind of like beeping and then and then like you when you gave me the lineup of <laughs> poker out loud and he was on it i was like wait we I, on it. I thought you guys were like we flew back together we flew yeah. back and sat next to you like yeah. there was no beef ever and it's 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 so fake and contrived that it comes off disingenuous and laugh like what it came off was the exact meme that we made of it it was cringe yeah. it was just yeah. super cringe right but and they, I, I, I do get it a little bit i mean they're, they're they are trying but that's not how you do it you just yeah. take what's already organically there like they tried to manufacture uh a rivalry between eric and helmuth and they tried to, like, get Eric's goat by asking him really uh, hard leading questions or, or, like, in, inflammatory leading questions like, how's it feel to be down almost a million this week and that kind of stuff. Like, get him riled up in hopes that he'll come back and attack Helmuth. He's not going to do that because there's nothing at stake. Helmuth has 1200 fucking dollars in front of him. Casino Eric can't be bothered to talk shit on this guy whenever he has a killer to his left who's sitting a half a billion deep. And, uh, you know, three other guys at the table that he has to worry about that are all sitting four, five, six hundred big blinds effective himself, themselves, right? Like, he even mentioned it early in the game. He goes, this game is terrible because if you get stuck 100K, you don't get out. And that's exactly what happened to him. 
right? So he's miserable as the guy who wants to be splashing it up, who wants to be the biggest character, who wants to be the loudest voice, the one who is putting Phil Helmuth on the defense verbally, right? The one who maybe could get into a sparring match with Garrett if uh, the dynamic is set up accordingly. But that can never happen when there's a guy sitting there nursing 12 big blinds that's just disruptive to the whole environment, right? And then on top of when that... When you say disruptive because he's just so goddamn good at the game. Conrad, please. <laughs> like, if you're going to interrupt me, have a, have a fucking point, man. The point is, the man is the goat, man. It's, I'm sorry. I just gotta, you know, I gotta, just got to keep giving it's, to you. I got to let super, you know. It's super insufferable. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, on top of that, uh, on top of that, the, uh, the aspect of, like, organic rivalries that already exist. I've been talking shit on Helmuth for six months. I've played Live at the Bike 20 <laughs> times. Like, what were you doing on Wednesday that was so important that you couldn't have me on there to just tell me stinks to his face? <laughs> Helmuth doesn't want that, though, right? Because this is, again, that conflict between ego and actual results. The last thing he actually wants to deal with is having his ego challenged and then proven incorrect. Yeah. He doesn't actually want to be in competitive environments where he stands not only to risk financially, but more importantly, to risk uh, at the ego level, right? And so, of course, we're just going to continue to talk about it. But, like, at the end of the day, he'll never, quote-unquote, be put in his place because he's just going to constantly be the guy who's sitting on 12 big blinds in a game full of content creators and streamers that are passing around a half a million between each other, right? He's just constantly going to be the guy who is projecting out to the world that he's going to be a billionaire before he's 60, but is afraid to risk more than a 510 bankroll in massively large live stream games, right? So, uh, you know, I, I keep putting the focus on <laughs> Phil, but it's, it's really not. It's on us as a community for constantly thinking that he's the draw, right? If he were ever the Hulk Hogan of this thing, he's not anymore, right? Like he, he's fallen off. And Hulk Hogan's probably not the best example because his career arc looks a lot closer to like Negranu, where you just can't get rid of the guy. He'll always be that popular, right? And there are certain wrestlers like that. But there are others that just like age out that you never, for, you never really hear about again. And he's clinging so hard and desperately to that level of relevance. Mm -hmm. And we just keep feeding the fucking lion, yeah. right? We just keep stoking the fires and pro provoking him more and more and more to let his ego completely outrun his ability to take on risk. And that's fine if we weren't spinning the narrative. Everything Conrad's doing is exactly what the community as a whole is doing, where Phil takes on absolutely no risk and sees like a very small upside to it. So he wins, you know, 12 big blinds in a fucking massive game and then writes it on a giant chalkboard for the world That's to see. That not only did he have another win in a row, but uh, it's X thousands of dollars, you know, not recognizing that you're playing in a fucking game that's effectively 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, right? Like he won 50K in that streamers game, I think. Maybe he lost 50K, I don't know. But anyway, even if he wins 50K in that game, it's like the biggest winners were, were somewhere between like three and $500,000. Yeah. The average win was like $180,000. Like you won... 15 big blinds, man. Like, mm -hmm. they were straddling up to 3K. Beast was straddling 10K dark, like, sleeper straddling all over the place. You have to add the context. And the problem is, is that we're so fucking starving for characters to emerge and for new storylines to be built that we just can't get rid of the past. We just won't let it die, right? And we're all so bored with it.
It's so tiresome. And it's why Live at the Bike lost this week. Because Helmuth is not the fucking draw. It's not, that's not exactly why. I don't want to frame it as though, like, uh, Hustler didn't do things well. I mean, they were losing no matter what. Correct. And, and they also Correct. did hit exactly what we called to be what an accomplishment. It was 4,000 views. Although it was before um, Hustler started. Correct. Um, they did hit what, that number. Yes, so correct. So it's just like, it's probably an accomplishment. But in a hypothetical world, and I don't even think this could have been pulled off, but in a hypothetical world, if Live at the Bike is able to get five straight days of 200, 400 plus with Keating leading the way, and Hustler tries to counter by having Phil Helmuth on with a bunch of schlubs who buy in for 50 big blinds. Don't we think those numbers are going to get a hell of a lot closer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Not even close. It's probably going to be a very fair split, if not even slightly leaning in live at the bike's Especially if they got Jeff and Maria in the booth, or people that are... You know, yeah, I, I mean... Like uh, draws. Whatever. The whole point is that, like, Helmuth is just not that draw, right? Yeah. And if you put the onus strictly on that... In a competitive environment, not where there's nothing else going on. If there's literally nothing else fucking streaming, we have Phil Helmuth week. Yeah, it's going to do well. But so is Rampage week. So is, uh, you know, uh, Influencer week. Like all of these things will draw eyeballs when there's a dead time, right? But if we have a competitive week pinned against one another and you're solely relying on Helmuth, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> you are not going to win. TCH will outpace that. Given, given, the, given the proper competitive mm -hmm. uh, field, you know, like giving, or maybe not TCH, but like Lodge, if Polk put together a big game that included him and pitted it against Helmuth Week, it would win. Where, where the lineup yeah. with Helmuth was what it was on Live at the Bike, mm -hmm. he would win. Nobody wants to see Chance, Helmuth, and four people who are not gambling. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. You know? <laughs> Talk about Texas. Shout out to my boy Seti. What happened with Seti? It was three left in Tulsa, and he's playing for a ring. Oh, 185k in a ring. So, but how, how much money? Huh? How much money? 185. Ooh. It's all about the ring, yeah. man. No, it's no, not. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Hey, just trying you to get into that free roll dollars. next WSOP. That's all. Ooh. Oh no! I said help me was trying to be a billionaire before he's sixty, and Ingram goes, "He is 60. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my man Joey. Thank you for what the up, correction. Joey? Appreciate it. All right, let's uh let's let's end by end, I mean spend 30 good minutes on uh actually I can't be here that long. I have to be ready for the mastermind. So let's spend 20 good minutes on all of the wonderful things that Hustler did right on Friday. Because I have to tell you They fucking crushed. Bro. It was so good. I watched so many hours of poker. <laughs> they legit broke the internet. They broke YouTube. I watched I, so many hours. So this is crazy. I went back and checked uh, my past live streams because I thought that I'd crossed this mark before. But apparently YouTube has a 12-hour streaming limit. I had no That's idea. That's why they did break it up into two. Yeah, but wait. Uh, aren't, there, aren't there like 24-7? Maybe it's YouTube music that's different. But aren't there 24-7 uh, like lo-fi channels that just have music playing yeah, nonstop? I'm pretty sure there is. Mm -hmm. And those are live streams with like chat and everything. Didn't mm. um, Andre and <laughs> Uh, not for YouTube. Oh, okay. It's Twitch. Uh, but yeah, like the run it up stream. Um, oh yeah, maybe that's why they have the limit is so that people don't generate those never ending clips uh, streams mm -hmm. where at least it forces it. So what you can do is you can, uh, and for the record, um, I'll give you guys a piece of free advice there, Nick, Feldman, whatever. But if ever you think there's even a small chance that you'll go over the 12 hours, what you can do is you can already set up a secondary stream and uh, in your first stream, when you're setting it up, you can have it kick to a stream. 
So it'll just kick to the next stream and carry your audience over. Oh, so they won't even have to like Right, click. so it's, like a, it's effectively like a raid, mm -hmm. um, but you can raid your own channel, right? So if you just create like uh, sickest live stream of all time, uh, part one, and then sickest live stream of all time, part two, and then set up part one to kick to part two, what will end up happening is after that 12 hour mark ends, you end the stream and it'll immediately just take you to the next one. Now you might lose a little bit of your audience um, if, if they like click out of the window, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll potentially lose them that way, but you'll retain the vast majority of them rather than firing up a second stream. I have no idea if you just said this, but somebody just wrote, um, tell them there's a 12 hour limit for saving the stream. So oh. if they were just gonna run it in a continuous loop, I see. It would have been fine, but when you're saving, it's only 12 hours. Okay, so I didn't know that, but uh, what I'm saying still holds true. Uh, so like, if I were a hustler, I would just set this up for every single Friday stream, just in case there's ever a unicorn situation that it's gonna run over 12 hours. So you just always have that secondary stream set up where it'll just kick over. Um, you, you basically throw it to that stream. Uh, but in any event, like, nobody could have predicted this, obviously, uh, you know, and I'm sure they weren't exactly prepared. Like, I, I, I turned it off and went to bed at 4.45 and Bart was just getting off the mic. So he had been doing it for like 12 hours at that point, maybe That's slightly less, whew. like 11 hours. Um, and they were just like still going strong. They, <laughs> he got off the mic and he goes, I think we're planning to go another 90 minutes or so. And it's just like, oh my God, like they're, they're not going to, cause I know how these games actually play out in, in real time, like not stream wise, but when the right guys are stuck and Keating being one of the right guys, uh, <laughs> that game isn't going to end until the people stuck don't think that they ever have a chance of getting it back. Meaning the rake has to take all the money or everybody has to leave. Well, there's no fucking rake in this game. Exactly. And, and what has to, yeah. <laughs> that game will never end. What has to happen is that enough winners have to emerge where they quit or enough people get even. So it's like, uh, when you're losing in games like this, you don't even care if some of the tougher players in the lineups are the ones that are keeping the game going. Because everybody's so tired and so stuck that they're not playing well anymore anyway. Nobody's playing well. Everybody's just rocketing it off, and the 35K <laughs> straddle's getting fucking bored. Bro, the last hand? Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Like, How does he just get even? Look, like, uh, so Poker News did an article on this. Uh, l let me run through it and make Guapo's life a little bit easier. Wesley's dead to me also. I just want to say that. I want everybody to know. Yeah, let me... The, man, let the me, man's just dead to me. Let right, me walk through on. this week a little bit more, or more importantly, Friday. Let's walk through that a little bit more sequentially. So first of all, uh, your man Wesley is exactly who I said he was. And yep. for what it's worth, I like Wesley a lot. I think he's good for the show, so I don't want this to come off as a slight in any way, shape, or form. But this motherfucker's sharp. He's very, <laughs> very fucking sharp. He's winning. And I don't like it. Yeah, Conrad thought, I don't like it. This motherfucker had a chance to bet a flush throw. You wanted to check to him on the flop. Mm -hmm. And he decided a king high flush throw. You know, it was a good one. The nut, I think yeah. it was, actually. And he checks it. Sure, fine. You want to play good poker? All right, fine. Then it goes turn, bet, raise. And he just decided to play good poker again. And just mucks the king high flush throw. Yeah. I don't like this shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Wes, you got to splash a little bit. You don't get invites for this shit. I can see what's going on. You have a king high flush draw. You're not allowed to muck your fucking hand or not put a dot. No. Very tortoise approved. No. Yep. Very tortoise approved. This is why you can't come to my game. Damn it. <laughs> my invite to the Connie game. Conrad thought he found a kindred spirit in so Wesley. That is not popping. That is not popping. Nah, he's out. Wes yeah. is out. He Damn. can't play. I still think 
Uh, I still think in the majority of lineups, Wesley is a very fantastic addition. I yes. think that in the future, though, he'll probably be treated a lot more like G-Man, where, uh, bro, they were ragging him hard. Like, all of them. JRB, Hanks, Keating, all of them are just... They were trying to get him picked up at one point, like, at 2 a.m. They're just like... Uh, <laughs> Ruski was, like, waiting. And they're just like, get this fucking guy out of yeah, here. It was so fucking great. He had, like, left the table for, like, what... 20 minutes? minutes like yeah. whatever just got fucking they tried to put a playover box in front of him like <laughs> he came back and they're just like if you're tired just please leave and yeah. he's just like i'm stuck like i want to keep playing and they're like but really <laughs> consider leaving <laughs> uh, and then obviously ruski came in and just like he, he's such a fucking joy to watch like this guy's conrad if he were rich <laughs> my man like he just gambles he laughs he has a half a million in front of him he doesn't give a fuck like what what a wild 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 stream uh i mean we saw it all like jrb wins nearly a million dollars he shatters the record wins like just over 800k yeah. he and wow. keating both have a million in play at one point in a 200 400 game like this is no joke look i played with jrb awesome. for seven years <laughs> I never saw that motherfucker win a million dollars. No, Bergy was sick. We were playing, we were playing three six twelve. I never saw this motherfucker win a million dollars. Now, I was the catalyst to him winning five million, but that's a whole separate story. Okay, like we'll put that one aside for now. But like, yeah, yeah man, this game is just rocking up. JRB fucking wins Ace King versus Kings, running it twice versus Hanks. Hanks, sick shit. this ends up being like a four hundred K pot or five hundred K pot, something like that. Hanks gets even. Three hands yeah, later. He just double doubles. Like within back to back hands. Like it's just wild, splashy action. Keating's obviously still I mean he was calmed it down a little bit. He only V pipped like sixty percent. Fucking poor Mickey, man. He ran in the quads a couple times. Bro, I don't wanna hear it. <laughs> Mickey Mickey is a dream yeah. to have in these games. The man just keeps running into quads. Honestly, it's just really fucked up that he just keeps running into the It top. is. He's fucked up. He jammed King High on the turn for less than a min raise. And just got it through. He shoved King-Queen on, on like a jack-high turn, no draw, like jack-six-four-deuce versus Keating. Top pair draw. Keating, Keating bet like 40K, and he jammed for like 65, and Keating had King-10, and had to lay it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just like some crazy, crazy shit. Uh, but then we also got to witness the biggest pot in Hustler history, 750,000. My man JR didn't say a word for two fucking days. Did not literally utter a peep. And then just gets cooled off in the biggest pot. And, uh, cooled off. I, I mean, it, it's a cooler because it's against Keating. Like, you just mm -hmm. pay the man. Uh, but I think we got a clip of that that Guapo's going to run JR's through real fast here. He's going to call quickly at 104,000. And the river's a jack. Oh, wow. The river's a jack. So Keating makes the nuts, and JR sticks around and makes jacks up. An all-in here, so checking it oh, all-in. Oh my gosh. Oh man, 3x pot. He wants it all. JR has checked the river when he made jacks up in 3x all-in. Oh. I mean, he's got only about 50K in this pot, right, Bart? And he makes Did the he call? call. He makes the call. 
Wow. 700. And just like that. And 49,000. Oh, my gosh. Bart, I think that's... <laughs> I fucking love this hand I think so that much. is in our, in our, uh, our time nice here. Hand. Thank you. And a nice hand. I gotta tell you. Pat on the table. I understand why he just called. just like that. I understand. I get it. Those are payoffs I no longer make. <laughs> like, that's, that's the trick to being Keating, is that you give enough loose action that when you find yourself in a situation where literally you only have nuts... You like, just 3x pot it. And you you 3x pot it and you get called. Well, yeah. it was also on the other flip side of that. JR wasn't playing many hands until later on in the night. It feels like midnight he's, you know, started playing. But, yeah. like... It was just like, all right, if he has a hand, he's just going to call. Like, if he just has a two-pair combo yeah, 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 yeah. or anything like that, he's just yeah. going to call a 3x pot. So just, yeah, well, I mean, the, the big thing is there is, like, uh, having two pairs kind of somewhat insignificant in the sense that, like, Keating never has a set or... Uh, like, basically, Keating has a straight. Yeah, yeah. No, he no, has no, King-10, he... 10, 10, or or air, but, like... <laughs> he never has air. I just man. don't think we're finding... <laughs> like, I think air, for him, probably just bets pot because he just knows he gets called too often. Yeah. Uh, this makes a smaller size. Anyway, so fucking entertaining. We see the biggest pot in in Hustler history. Uh, the game then rolls on for another like eight hours somehow. Like, how was that not the climax of the night? At that point, JRB quit. Like, he quits probably 45 minutes thereafter, which, by the way, was at like 1.30. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's like the guy just took a million out of the game. How does this continue on? There's three million on the table. He literally just took one third of the chips off the table. Because there's still two million. Right. There's play. still two million in play. And someone's not, we're not leaving until someone has it all, uh, baby. Another, they, they ended at 930 in the morning. So it goes another eight hours after this. Eight fucking hours after this. JR, or, or sorry, JR somehow has the stomach to pony back up after losing a 730 <laughs> rebuy he just rebuys like okay well i guess i'm buying back in for another half a million All like you know what are, what are we gonna do here we're, we're just gonna get after it i guess uh they obviously uh, so many hands way too many hands that we could ever cover i mean think about it you see keating sitting there with 1.2 million oh that's dangerous though <laughs> Bro, it's dangerous. Oh, no, it's dangerous, but, like, it's what does it Everybody's matter? guard, you, you don't understand. He could have won, like, two million in this game. No, easily. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm saying, like, after that pot. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. now now everybody's opened up a little bit, you yeah. know? Everyone's a little wounded. Nobody's, Once it's 2 a.m. and every people are stuck and bro, shit's going has, on, that's has, his time. He has 1.2 million in front of him, and he's even. Yeah. He's even. <laughs> right? So now there's like another mm. 1.2 million on the table, and they're all fucking stuck because JRB took it all. Yeah. So now everybody's a little bit wounded. Everyone's opened up, and everybody's a little more in a gambly type mood, and Keating's just there with this built-in... Payoff mechanism mm -hmm. where it's just like I can keep investing like 10 and 20k here at a time just to hit bingo, and when I do, I get it all. <laughs> <laughs> I just get it all, and like that's the genius. Like, this is this is my sole philosophy in deep stack poker. Like, yeah. this is what I built a career off of. It's so beautiful to watch at those late stages of the night where. Jeremy has not won a fucking pot since he literally sat down. He's down like 400 and still just has hundreds of thousands in front of him. <laughs> Mickey's on cloud nine because he's up 30,000 after being stuck 300. Well, you know? Everybody fucking kept hitting quads on him. Shit was so crazy, man. So crazy, man. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's just like 
there was especially going eight more hours like the fact the game continued eight more hours and honestly if the last hand goes his way he does win a million fucking dollars mm-hmm. that yeah. was a 750k pot it's fucking sick man how does wesley not fucking like play ahead all goddamn night bro how do they run it and once? then just wins how does he just win a fucking 750k wait, 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 wait. pot to end the night we we gotta talk we gotta talk about uh this this final hand because uh uh, Ruski should have also gone broke. Like, this hand is fucking ridiculous, okay? So, uh, we get to the final hand of the night, and I don't know if it was meant to be the final hand or not, but it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, what ultimately ends up happening is the 35k straddle was on. And that, <laughs> that in, and of, in and of itself is enough to at least get somebody You said even. 35k? $35,000 straddle. No, Ruski. Oh, I like him. You didn't misspeak. You didn't mean 3,500. No. They were playing 400, 800 at this point. <laughs> so it goes 8, 16. Sorry, it goes 400, 800, 16, 3,200. How, how the fuck did they? He must have just. Yeah, it must have just been a sleeper. All right, Ruski, if you're out there, hit me up. I need some mentoring. <laughs> you just need to get rich. So he puts on the 35K straddle, but that's not where it ends, Brian. Oh, no, no. Mickey, who has. $80,000 in front <laughs> of him. All in. First to act, calls. Okay. He what? Calls. Crap. He has two and a half big blinds. This is a Helmuthian play if I've ever fucking heard of him. <laughs> He's got jacks. You, well, would, you would think, right? Here's the thing. He just no. wanted to run out of flip. He was hoping everybody put the money in. Maybe. 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 He's like, this he has Queen Jack O. Okay. Okay. Maybe not. Calls 35K. Two Broadways. Let's calls 35K. Keating, the mad fucking scientist here. Jesus. What? What? He, ra- he makes it 85k. Comes down to Wesley. He has like quarter million. Tenths. Good. Rip all it and in. rip it, baby. We're all in, obviously. Landon, then, Landon. Landon then shows up to do sideline reporting. He's he's there in the towel, ready to let it all hang out for this final pot of the night. Landon lost his clothes. <laughs> Landon's just trying to work up a buy-in. He lost his shirt. He heard game. Melissa was doing sideline reporting, and he had the one-upper, <laughs> so he showed up to the, to the streets. Uh, so now he's all in. Ruski, ace queen of spades, Jesus in the straddle. He has like six, seven hundred in front of him, which is now <laughs> twenty big blinds, and all of this dead money. And Keating was the first aggressor. What do you do? <laughs> grip it and rip it? Yeah, you're all in, right? <laughs> but it's 700,000. Doesn't matter. Digi- there's just digits now. This no, it matters, just man. Nah, Bro, it matters. The next hand, if they play it, is going to be 400, 800. Yeah, it's okay. Is it, though? Nah, it's just, you, you, look, how many opportunities are you going to have to just get it in? <laughs> Keating, then, with aces, all in. Of course. I would just call. Mm. Would you? Yeah, I mean, maybe no, not. No, 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 first no, of all, no, time no, out, time no. out. It's Keating. No, you're right. You're right. And you're the right. action's yeah. on Keating. Like, it just all the money just goes in. There's so People much dead money. Fold. Is, Mickey's like, not folding, so that's already yeah, that's dead true. money in there. Well, Mickey, like, Mickey had already Mickey called, called off. Oh, sorry, in, yeah. sorry, sorry. So you're like, yeah. No, you're right. You get the action. You're right. Everything's a shove. Because, obviously, he's always... He really should just always be trapping. Like he really shouldn't have any, very many folds there. Mm-hmm. And the ones that he does fold, it's not like you get to trap those posts. Yeah. Um, you just don't want to make an exploitative fold with like tens or jacks or something like that. But anyway, shoves. Ruski, 
folds. Has to. Ace Queen, no good anymore. Can't be good. But like, you know, it's four hundred to win millions. <laughs> it's li he's literally getting four to one. It's like four hundred to win like or sorry, he's getting like three to one. It's like four hundred to win like one point two. So he's getting the right price if he thinks Keating ever has Ace King. Yeah. And he's getting it better than the right price if he ever has pairs I mean, that he has aren't kings too. Kings as well. Yeah. So he's getting better than the right price if he ever has pairs that aren't aces. Right. If he, yeah. yeah. It's only a good fold if he has aces. aces. Right. <laughs> but, like, but he had aces. Keating just he has. found it, man. If Keating just has like jacks there, right? I don't know if he ever has jacks there, but like. He should. He should. Hell yeah, he has jacks there. There you go. <laughs> it's well, the then, last hand of the but, day. And it's a layup. But also, but also, like, he should, but shouldn't. Because, like. <laughs> I think that whole. Ruski should just have range. Yeah. So he should yeah. have, like, kings and aces and. I things think to snap your dick off with. Shouldn't thing goes out the window. Yeah, and yeah. It's the who last knows? It's nine thirty in the morning. Thirty-five k straddle. Yeah. Like there is no fucking like using your. Yeah. There is nothing that. There, there definitely is not a lot of strategy it's for the thirty-five k straddle. It's honestly just a hand that's going all in when Mickey just calls. Absolutely. Eighty k. Yeah. Anyway, he finds the miracle fold. So now Keating's in a pretty dream spot. He has aces versus queen jack off versus tens for a seven hundred fifty k pot. How does he fucking Door card, do it, man? ten of diamonds. It mm -hmm. makes me so sick. What does Wesley do? Wins. <laughs> so now Wesley they ran it once. They ran it once. Scoops, putting him up a hundred thousand for the day, plus five hundred k from the day before. He ends up winning six hundred for the two days combined. JRB, eight hundred and eighteen thousand dollar win. Plus he won a little north of two hundred the day before for just over a million dollars in two days. Not so broke living. Daily rate. Not so broke. Not so broke living, JRB finds a way to get it done. Uh, just like one of the most remarkable days of high stakes poker that honestly, like I, I know the streamer game was more important to our community as a whole due to the fact that the outside audiences collectively came in and it was a little bit more degenerate in the sense that, you know, a lot of those guys didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Uh, and then also there was the Helmuth controversy where he was kind of, indirectly scumming uh versus um not ludwig was it was it ludwig i don't remember it doesn't really matter but against one of the streamers he kind of like had that inadvertent scum uh situation so uh you know when, when it's all said and done like that was very important to the poker landscape because of what it represented but uh that's my alarm. It's time to go. I, I was playing. <laughs> but uh, that game on Friday will be difficult to replicate. This is probably the best game ever well, in live stream. I don't care what anybody says. Live stream, maybe. But like it was reminiscent of the old school Guy Liberté yeah. days of high stakes poker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this is, this is live. Yeah, the live aspect matters. It, it, and the fact that it's 2022 matters. But like, bro, those old high stakes, you need to go back and watch, man. I, I, I there was some. That gangster shit no, going I, I watched some Wild of this like, like back then but i should watch it now yeah i mean brad booth just like ripping flop for like a million versus ivy and just having ivy fold kings and booth has like the four deuce suited <laughs> <laughs> just uh, fuck you man i don't care yeah who'd that work out better for long run yeah. <laughs> you'll have that all right uh i i would i could go on and on about this subject for a while. Let's That's just tomorrow. Yeah, let's Bye. just end it with a round of applause for Hustler. They did a great job. Really excellent Good production. Job. Uh, 
Hey, give a give a like, uh, everyone. We got 800 people. Give a like to to on our stream for Hustler. Yeah, do that. <laughs> give us a like uh, if you like the Hustler. Yo, stream. what the fuck is Please. this? 57 likes. Yeah, 57 likes. Uh, we we're got... not fucking coming back tomorrow. Bro, 800. We got 800 Stop. people. <laughs> you guys are so dumb. Refresh your fucking screen. I, I know it's not 57. Oh no, it's unbearable. But it should be 800. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We love you. There are times where you guys get the mic in the floor, and this is not one. Why isn't my... No, we got to end the show. Go ahead. Right. We got a mastermind to run. Okay. Everybody so... come to Discord. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing this yeah, until it's time for the mastermind. Yo, right. did you see what Phil did on fucking Friday night? <laughs> Bobo, 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 please mute. I'm, I'm being serious. Mute. Okay. I'm dead right. serious. Mute, mute Conrad. Uh, that's that's going to wrap it for today. Um... I do have one more announcement to make. Uh, there's a CBS sports tournament that we are giving away six monthly memberships uh, to as prizes. If you guys are interested, uh, they're teaming up with Faded Spade to tag team fundraise for St. Jude today. Uh, that starts at, sorry, 5 p.m. Uh, you could donate to play and possibly win a variety of giveaways from Faded Spade, ourselves, Club WPT, CBS, and more. Uh, we'll be giving away six one-month subs to the top uh, six finalists. If you're interested, uh, see the CBS Sports Fantasy Football Today Twitter for more info. Uh, I believe you could also head to fadedspade.com. They have more info on their site. So be sure to check that out. Uh, I'm going to try to pop into their live stream a little bit later. I'm not available till 6.30, but uh, I'm going to try to make an appearance. Uh, as Brian mentioned, we are going to head right into the Mastermind at 2 p.m. So if you guys want to join us on our Discord channel, just go ahead and hashtag Discord in the chat. It'll give you a link. Go ahead, sign up. Make sure you say hi in the welcome section so uh, I, I can give you guys a proper welcoming to the channel. But as always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment below. Let me know if uh, if you're going to watch the the Nick Vertucci interview with Helmuth uh, to hear him, hear him talk a little shit on me. Let me know if I'm delusional. Hit those hashtag delusional Berkeys in the chat. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. I think we're going to be doing same time noon. Is that good for you? Yep. Okay, Conrad can't answer because he's fucking muted. Uh, <laughs> Wait, am I really? No, I'm not no, fucking muted. Not. Back to fucking Phil Hummy being. <laughs> Guapo, I know I don't pay you, but if you ever want to start making a living off this, you better fucking mute Conrad immediately. This is great content. Come on. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Later, squad. We'll see hey, you guys bye. tomorrow.